Serena and Katie have anxiety. Maybe you have it too. If so, you're not alone. They're spiraling just like you. Okay, welcome to Spiraling. Gear Welcome. Year in review. I don't know how it is already that time. And yet we are definitely late. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, to anybody listening who finds January stressful, welcome to the club. And also you can review your 2022 or set goals or make an action board or whatever we're supposed to do in January for the whole month, I think. <laughs> Does yeah. not have to be first week. We observe a birthday month in this family. We yes. observe a, a New, New Year's Year month. month. I mean, I say Happy New Year until like deep March, to be honest. With oh, you. for sure. If I haven't and I seen will con- someone. I will continue to write the wrong year when I put the date on anything until at least March. Yeah. It, I mean, God, it's I feel like time is moving really fast, like years wise. I mean, just in general, honestly, day in the day. Recently, like since it's been getting dark out earlier, like I oh, does that every so year. Worst. Every day, I just feel like I am like just getting started, and then it's like night, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then same. I feel with, the like, same way. I'm also very been... tired. Yeah, and like it's just... partially the weather or the darkness. I apologize in advance, everyone, if I yawn multiple times throughout this. Also. <laughs> Katie and I with the time difference we started our pre-show at 5 p.m eastern and I am now hiding in my room from taco downstairs and it is pitch black outside and so it feels like the dead of winter night um which just makes me feel tired but January is also in my humble opinion the trippiest month in that time feels like it's simultaneously creeping by the month feels so long but the days i'm like how is it already how are we basically already in (laughs) mid-january yeah i know it's i mean it's only it's the ninth but how is the ninth i don't know um i i don't know yeah, Very I mean, in just these past couple of years, I feel like I've, I mean, we there's this like trope of like, what is time? The pandemic, like, ah, but I do feel like, <laughs> I don't know if it's learned being like the age that I am or what, I, I do feel like it has, I blinked and it's 2020, like I, in my brain, it's still 2019, like it's still before the pandemic mm-hmm. in a way, because in, like so many times recently when someone has told me that they got married or like I do the math of like when they had their kid and that when they met their partner this happened with a friend of a like new friend of mine who someone who comes into the shop and she's come in every week and we like always chat and she's so nice and she was like can I like is it weird if I get your number and like she was I was like oh my god yeah she's so nice and she was like telling me about how she met her husband and like when they got together and when they, and she has a kid and is like a family and all of that happened since the pandemic, like into the pandemic, she became like married to someone, met someone, kid had like how, like 
And I am so happy for this person. And But I was just like, whoa, I st- am still thinking about things that I was thinking about in 2020. Like, how did this how, – it was very – just why and it happens all the time of like wow that when you do the math on like how much has changed but I don't know I guess I just feel like when when and I mean that will bring me to my part of the year in review which was like a big feeling of feeling pretty stagnant in my life and I think that it was pretty jarring to see the amount of change and growth and expansion in people just in these not in general but like just in these small amount of years or even just seeing like when um, someone started a project or like a podcast, especially, there's so many that started in the pandemic, of course, and there's so many mm-hmm. that, you know, have started even since then. And I, I'll look at that and be like, oh, my God, good. for Wow. That's just, you know, I've been doing. OK, you know, it's it is. Yeah, it, it's definitely makes you reflect. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. First of all, format-wise, friends, we're not going to do spirals today just because we won't have time and you know we already struggle <laughs> to keep things tight. Things that will never change um, no matter how long we do this podcast. But we just, we've been doing this for the past, I mean, this is our fourth year in review, right, Kitty? Which is why Yeah, I think so. I think fourth year in every review. year. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe third because i truly we have to sit down and talk about when the first season launched and how many years we've actually been doing this because i know it's season four and i know we've talked about this before and i truly don't know if we've been recording for three years or four and it's driving me nuts no it's got to be four because 2019 2020 2021 okay you're right you're right okay you're right okay okay so we just kind of talk about our years and and what we learned high and low ish things we will do if if it doesn't feel overwhelming <laughs> we're gonna do high higher highs of the year but uh it was interesting i don't know how you did it i went back through my calendar and camera roll and was just kind of thinking about the fact that my year was largely dominated by three things one taco who is the best thing that ever happened to me but also just really turned my whole life upside down (laughs) and he's a dog (laughs) but just looking through my we got him the first week of may so we have had him for eight months and it feels like so much longer than that but it is wild how the first few months that we had him i just kind of blacked it out in the sense that he was so tiny and he didn't really know anything but he was also tiny puppies are nuts like he was teething he was bite bitey bitey and there were zoomies everywhere and you were trying to make sure that he didn't go to the bathroom in the house and he wasn't cuddly it's so wild to think back that when we got him i was so tired and devastated that he wasn't a cuddly dog and now he's super cuddly but Mm -hmm. i i don't know if all some puppies just aren't cuddly and they become cuddly 
maybe I, <laughs> I literally trained him to cuddle. Um, but that was such a big part of my year and it just changed so much. And I think that some days I still really struggle with it. I have absolutely zero regrets, but my life was significantly easier before I had taco. And I feel like now every day is sort of logistically, I do the math and I'm like, okay, if taco has to be walked at these times and I have like these zooms in class here and I have to film this thing, like how am I going to, you know, structure my day? And if I have to travel for work and then Logan's traveling for work and we're boarding him and stuff. And it's, I, again, I never, ever, ever want to conflate having a puppy with having a baby, but it's the biggest responsibility that I've ever had. And again, this, it's not meant to read remotely as a complaint. I think it's just taught me a lot about myself and also really highlighted the certain ways that I procrastinate and have been able to get away with that for most of my life because I'm like, Oh, like if I don't do this right away, I'll just do it later today or like this evening or whatever. And that, that flexibility (laughs) just kind of (laughs) went away because now I also have to bake in time for, Oh, I need to film this video I need to make sure I leave myself a couple extra hours in case I need to keep re-recording it because Taco is squeak squeaking or barking in the background, you know, and it's, it's been a good, I mean, honestly, if there's one, I like, I again, have no children. So it's just been a good litmus test. Not that we got a dog to like, be like, should we have a baby? But it's been a good room you know, the first real test of our freedom because we've been able to live very selfish lives for Logan and I since we've been together the past 12 years. Uh, and I think it's added, you know, the like level of happiness I felt this year too that was related. I re-listened to our gear interview episode from last year and I feel like we joked that you were talking about your friends the whole time. And I was just talking about work the whole time. (laughs) This was, it was kind of nice to think about something that really, even though it was difficult, brought so much joy to my life and kind of made me, I mean, it forced me to not make work my focus like soul focus every day i had this other living being that i needed to <laughs> keep alive and honestly yeah. caused me a lot of anxiety because i still he's 9 months and again i forget sometimes that he's truly still a puppy and today i pulled the burr out of his chin and also he almost swallowed my beauty blender and i'm just like <laughs> always following him around being like what's in your mouth and it's it has been a really interesting test of yeah my anxiety management protocols well it sounds like you know he's been regulating to you in a way like he's given creative constraints that 
you are like, all right, well, you know, it's what they always say. Like, if you have a lot to do, give it to the busy person or Norma Kamali mm-hmm. said to me on the podcast this year, the more you do, the more you can do. And I think being someone who has no obligations, no like one to co-regulate with or like, you know, I, we were just talking about this before we started recording. Like it is more challenging to stick to deadlines that are self-created or stick to creative constraints or when you know, like it's like, well, yeah, I wanted to do it today, but I could do it tomorrow because I don't have anything tomorrow. I could do it later, but you won't or you do or who sometimes you do. So you might. And in a way, I think that's, do you, this is my question for you. Do you feel like, first of all, I'm so, I did not listen to last year's episode. I'm so curious what else we said. Cause I, it was like for, so different, but I also it's so the same. So I'm like, and I feel like that was two seconds ago. But do you feel like your work suffered as a result of having Taco or stayed the same or improved? Well, I think... I know that's hard to gauge. I think... Hmm, wow, that's really making... <laughs> think on it I, know. I think I produce no I think I I think it overall I would say net zero like it stayed the same overall but I made less food content this year like that portion of my job I do think suffered because of taco just because after the first few months of trying to film things and having him biting me when he was teething or barking to the point that I was re-recording things and it was just taking too much time. I I was like, this is not the part of your business you're growing this year. And that was a tough pill to swallow. But I do think my food content suffered also because me cooking just makes him crazed and we're working on that and it's definitely getting better but you know me pulling a steak out of the fridge and having it on the counter and talking about it and ignoring him and trying to look at the camera and stuff just was not working um but i do think that because the you know another big thing that happened this year was i started doing my collaboration with cch and i feel like that really took up a huge chunk of my work time and I was still able to do that well with taco in the sense that I feel very lucky that my partners also love dogs. So on the, you know, endless zooms and calls and meetings in my apartment and stuff, they were just very patient because they also have dogs and like do not care that taco is (laughs) either sometimes just, very adorable, but other times nuts. And so I felt like I was still able to get things done. And then I also feel like when he's napping or when we were crate training him, when I knew he could, you know, he needed to be in his crate for an hour and a half, I think I just got more efficient at using that time, which I think is very common but yeah i mean i now also though spend endless hours looking at pictures of him on my phone or when i come home from whether it's a 
vacation or a work trip or even just from being in meetings all day and he's so excited and I'm so excited and I just I'm so glad I got a dog I mean I waited years and years because I was so scared of would I be able to manage it and I know that sounds really like saying that out loud I don't know why that's making me feel so I don't know helpless and like guilty that it's like a oh like the hardest thing you have to do is take care of a dog (laughs) but but it is it has been really hard for me and I was thinking about that today like the number of times that I you know especially during teething but recently he's like in an adolescent phase and let's I don't want to make this a dog podcast but the number of times that I have like had to go (laughs) you know like put him in like in the crate or something and like go upstairs and like cry and be like i i'm so frustrated and you can't communicate with a dog you know you can but i have literally stood in my kitchen crying and like while he's just whining and whining and barking and barking like what do you want and i'm so i just like the frustration and inability for me to like keep my cool also has been really interesting and I think it's all you know getting a dog has also been really enlightening to see how Logan is with the dog and when we you know taco stepped on glass the other day he we thought he like opened a pill bottle with his mouth and we thought he maybe the pills were like talking to poison trolley. It ended up, he didn't, we counted all the pills and it was fine, whatever. But it has also been interesting to see how we communicate in those stressful situations. And I'm really proud of how we do that. But I think also look, I am the primary dog parent because Logan doesn't work from home so he never really like loses his mind on at taco so he doesn't have the same guilt that i feel if i like yell at taco you know so yeah. i don't know but that i feel like taco really defined my year and yeah. i will not talk about him anymore on his podcast, no, i mean but... i think it, like you think about like what you remember the year by and like yeah. i'm excited to hear what your other two things are but like this is something that defined the year that you'll remember it by and I think, you know, similarly, I, what I lacked in travel this year, I made up for an a ton of house sitting, mostly because something really scary and destabilizing happened in my apartment that I won't even get into, but it was really intense. And a lot of friends were like scared for me. And anyway, so I um, was house sitting and dog sitting and cat sitting for the first time even and for long long <laughs> periods of time and i remember and when we were we were recording once when i was um babysitting elfie and he's a kitten i literally never spent time with a cat much less a kitten and it was so full on as a responsibility yeah. of like <laughs> just trying to i mean i mean i Yeah, I remember I was like, I just freaked out at him. I was like, if you don't do this, I'm going to get the vacuum. Like, you're just like giving him threats, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I do that to Taco all the time. Like, do you want the treat or do you want to go in your crate? (laughs) What are the other two? Um, So one was the CCH 
thing because I feel like me moving into fashion is something that I have always wanted to do but didn't actually think that I could and it was so weird that I actually did that in the sense that there was no real lead up I just all of a sudden last November emailed my friends who started this small fashion brand called CCH and was like do you want to make this shirt with me and it was so out of character for me and that usually I would think of something and then turn it over in my head one million times and be like should I ask this is that weird to ask and I'm gonna spiral about it for six months to five years before I actually do anything about it I just kind of did it and and then on that call they were like yes absolutely let's start now and the ball just started rolling immediately And then just hasn't stopped. And it was, we had so many setbacks. And that was kind of what was cool about going back through the calendar and photos and all of these things. And the original Serena shirt was supposed to launch first February. And then we were like, oh, we'll do it on my birthday, which was March 22nd. I think it ended up launching like late April, maybe, or late, yeah, mid, late April. Uh, And we were going to launch four at once and then we ended up with only two we changed the fabric three times they lost all of our fabrics coming from europe for like over i mean for months the founder of cch my friend carter was tracking this down with fedex it was a nightmare and there were just a lot of setbacks but i think what was lovely about it was we worked really well together nobody got I mean, we were discouraged, but we just kind of kept rolling with it. And it was a good exercise in letting go of things outside of my control. And that was actually something that I've been talking a lot about in therapy this past month, just at the end of the year and the general overwhelm, I think a lot of us feel during this time and and the new year new you madness and all of that stuff is just focusing energy on what i can control and not wasting it on the things that i can't control and i just don't get as anxious or frustrated or angry anymore i guess it's a small sweating the small stuff situation and maybe that was partially taco where i was you know consumed with the lead up to getting him i'm not really sure but i was really proud of myself in that respect um and that was a cool new venture for me and i feel like i've learned so much and it was so cool and now we have the dress and we're doing uh and we have another dress and shirt next month and things. And it's just like the ball's rolling now. It's a bit easier because we have these staple patterns, which it's always getting the pattern right where all the mistakes happen. Um, but it's been super fun and cool. And so that was my second one. And then the that's, third one. That's such a good one. And I'm it's no small thing. I'm I'm really happy for you and how you navigated that. And yeah, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. That's a big win. That felt like a big one, even though it was like the first launch was super successful and the second one wasn't really. And then the, the, we keep restarting. It's also been a, a good exercise in understanding that 
you know, we launched with two shirts that had no pockets and then we launched pockets and we thought people would like the pockets more, but in fact, people do not like the pockets. And that's like such an interesting thing too, to be like, you can make things. And we know this because we've had so much experience making things over the past many, many years, but it was a good reminder in quick succession to be like, you can make something and some things are really going to land and some things aren't. And that's okay. It doesn't mean the whole project was bad. It just means that one thing was better than the other one. And, and it resonated with people more and now you can tweak your business model accordingly. And so that was, that was a good learning thing too. Yeah. It's like what your dad says, success teaches you nothing. Yes. Yes. And we got cocky like with the second launch and we made so many more with the pockets than we made with the no pockets. And that was silly. And, you know, you just, you live and learn and that, that was good. But, um, uh, and third then one. third one, um, and these are not just maybe not the most profound things, but just like the overarching things that I yeah. noticed a lot was, we traveled a lot this year and I felt really lucky. A lot of it was like makeup COVID stuff. And then we had weddings again and, um, we went to see the gorillas and it just was a really, I feel, I love not Katie and I were talking about this before the show. (laughs) If I could like quit my, quit my jobs and be a travel reporter, I would, I just, I, I love traveling so much. I've always loved to travel and I feel so, so lucky that I got to do so much of it this year. And I think the pandemic made me realize too, how, how much I live for that part of my life. And like, it's something that Logan's super passionate about too. And, um, I don't think we'll have a year like this one for a long time. You know how like sometimes things just shake out like that there. We had three big trips this year, which is unheard of. Like that would never. And it's just cause there was spillover from COVID. And then we were able to finagle. We had this wedding in Italy in September and, I don't know if we talked about that on the pod, but it was like Logan had to go to London for a conference before as we ended up going to Paris. And then I worked from London that week and it was just like the best possible string of, I don't know. My, my brain is farting, but (laughs) string of, what do we call this? Not coincidences. Like, I don't know. Fortuitous serendipitous events. Uh, And those were kind of the overarching themes for me like not themes but overarching big big definers year definers that's what we'll call them now a word from our sponsor better help so i get in my head all the time focusing on the problems not focusing on the solutions spiraling if you will <laughs> but you know it's helped me to better understand the problems as well as learn how to find my own solutions, take the training wheels off, if you will. And there's no better feeling than that. What's helped me is therapy. Finding a therapist that can help you become a better problem solver in your own life is really, really tremendously helpful and can make accomplishing your goals, no matter how big or small, easier. 
I could not agree more. You know that this family loves therapy. I personally have been going to therapy every week for years and years. I can't say enough good things about it. It has absolutely changed my life. It's changed how I show up in my relationships at work. It's just a game changer for everyone. I feel less stressed, more confident, more like myself. If you're considering it, we urge you to try therapy and BetterHelp is a great option. Yeah, it's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, it's done entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapists at any time. And one thing I want to say about this too is, you know, Serena and I both, prior to the pandemic, we've both see our therapists online and it's great. No yep. waiting rooms, no It is the best. It is so convenient. We love efficiency almost as much as we love therapy here at Spiraling. <laughs> We do. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash spiraling today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash spiraling. Thank you, BetterHelp. Do you have do you have your definers? I really don't. Like I and I I feel kind of sad about that or uh it's it's interesting because it's like how would you remember a year, you know, and like going back through your camera roll or going back through your calendar. And my situation, I didn't move this year. I didn't travel one time. I didn't go on an airplane one time until I went back for Christmas, the, which was a year after I went back to Michigan for Christmas the previous year. And so I can't define it by like a trip I took. I had two weddings that I was invited to, one in New York and one in Paris. And it was right around all the time, the time that this stuff was happening with my apartment that was really, really stressful and destabilizing. And so I couldn't go to either. And I just like needed to save the money and travel is also so important to me. And I, I was telling you, like, even when I was just at LAX, like going home for Christmas, which was, you know, more of a trip than a vacation, we'll say that I just enjoyed being there, like at the airport. Like <laughs> I was so grateful that I get to like go on an airplane and I know it sounds yeah. so silly, but like, no, it doesn't, that was, you know, to go to Michigan. And then, you know, I, this year felt like it just went by in a blink. You know, I didn't really make any new friends this year. I sustained some relationships for sure, but like I, I didn't even I don't even know if I would say I definitely like deepened that many relationships. I think I just kind of yeah, su sustained them. I didn't make any like huge shifts in my apartment. I want to in the next year and I'm like in the process of doing some of those things, but what I you know, I I wrote down this this list before we started recording where I wrote down, you know, the things I did this year and uh and it was I don't have anything big like that. Like I didn't get a, I don't know how the year will be remembered or defined because it, it's just a bunch of really little things. Like I wrote down like something I helped a friend with that was like really hard for her. And I'm proud of myself that I was able to be there for her during that. I wrote down like, I'm a couple, I'm proud of a couple of the interviews that I did this year. I'm proud of, you know, we, I put out 400 episodes. I, you know, but it wasn't like, that's, yeah, I just did the work I'm like normally meant to do. Like I, I tried some jobs that worked. I tried some that didn't. I 
applied for some things. I, you know, I really just like what I'll say, I'll define this year by, and I also didn't even really finish any projects. Like I, I have this zine that's been in the works since last year. That's just not done yet. It's not good enough. I, I keep working on it because it's not good enough to to even print. You know, I didn't host any events like, and I don't mean this to be negative because I am proud of like some of the little things that I did, but I also, I guess what I'll say, I, and I don't, it, it sounds like this year was bleak and bad. And I, I, it was really quite neutral. Like it was, I can look back on some years and like have a, a way of visceral reaction. Like, Oh yeah, that one was tough. Cause this bad thing happened. Like it wasn't any of those things. Like I didn't have anything that was like a huge, like, Oh my God, this horrible thing happened. Like a few not so great things happened, but they were, they didn't really have to do with me. So it wasn't really a, a bruise of my ego. Like the thing that happened in my apartment, like I was not responsible for it at all in any way. Like it stressed me out and it affected me, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, something that I could improve and like be better about right. myself. And same with like, just even like little work things. It's like, I don't think that the quality of my show let it out drastically decreased just because it's not growing in listenership or in sponsorship dollars. I think it's that maybe, but I think it's a bigger issue than just that. And, and so I guess what I would say I define the year by is like, I was swinging at the balls that were coming at me, you know, like the Mm -hmm. editor of my podcast left and that was really hard. And I had to navigate like figuring out that situation. And that happened at the same exact time that I thought I was going to have to move really unexpectedly and was literally like afraid to come home. You know, like all of this was happening at the same time, but I figured it out, you know, and, and a lot of my friends this year were either going through it, my close friends and, or like traveling a lot. Like I felt like this was the year that Everybody, like you said, Serena, making up for COVID travel, like I felt like everyone I knew went to Europe. Everyone I knew was gone for a month and it seemed to be the same month and it seemed to be the month that I was um, really lonely and, you know, and just like was, yeah, but I, but I did it. Like I, 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 you know, I, I keep in my head up and I'm, and I'm trying. And And then the other thing, like sort of related, but I was also house sitting so much and for so many like long periods of time right in succession like I was basically house sitting from all of August through all of October and that was cool but it also kept me very much in the neighborhood and just in different houses and um I think it it was a quite a distraction from being focused and making progress in my work and yeah, I because to your point of like managing, taking care of a animal, like taking care of a bunch of d- different animals like that and house and, ma- you know, it was like, oh, that's like a thing that people do and get paid for. And like, I'm, yes. you know, which is like I I love and some of them did pay me, but like or paid me in some sort of a way. But I think, yeah, that that was one thing. And then I I was also quite tied to my routines and my and my life here but I but I did take some risks like I do have some moments I'm proud of like 
go. I remember one one night I was working at the shop, and that's something else. Like, I'm really glad that I worked there. I'm glad the owners let me work out of the office next door, and like, I'm really great. Again, kind of happened as a result of other things, and like, I the, with the apartment, and I I feel really grateful about the community that I have here, and like just being. And I'm not even going to call them friends, like just familiar strangers or the people. And I think when you're someone who lives by yourself and doesn't have a coworkers and a job sort of, you're my coworker, I guess, but doesn't have a lot of, <laughs> um, and Brie who's editing this and, um, you know, so, but, but it's like, I, I depend on that stuff a lot. And I, I just, just for my like emotional well-being, and I try, I'm trying to participate in, in life, you know? And I think that moving to LA was the first time that I participated more than any other place that I lived because I wasn't like one foot in, one foot out. Like I was in New York because I was dating someone long distance and just had a lot of acquaintances, but not really a community. And integrating in somewhere. And then same with Michigan when I lived in Detroit, cause I, I wanted to leave. And then, but here I like, I really love LA and like being in California. And I, I don't know if I'll be here forever in this neighborhood or in this exact situation forever, but I am now. And I, I think because my work was quite destabilizing this year and even, you know, my, my friendships, like Again, not nothing like there were, weren't huge friend breakups. I didn't have any huge romantic breakups. I tried to sort of date and say yes to what was in front of me, but nothing really of note there that I'll remember from the year other than like a few funny, cute stories, but nothing really of note. But and but friendship wise, I I'm proud of just how I navigated it of like everybody was doing their own thing and like moving through their stuff and nobody owes me anything. Nobody, you know, friendship is a really undefined relationship. And for me to depend on that is not suitable. And I, and I don't do that anymore. I think I had a small period of, of doing that in New York when I had a romantic relationship end. And then I was like, Ooh, okay. Friends. Like, and then I, I learned that that's not how that works, <laughs> but because of COVID and because of being in like a, a small group of people and feeling this like kind of closeness, I learned that I'm okay on my own and I have to be because I don't have another choice. And that there's a, there's a power to that, not even in a, like a bleak sort of a way. And I know my friends are there for me, whatever, but it was just interesting. Like even at the end of the year, I had like a couple friends who I, I was, really close with like in the past reach out and just be like, I'm so not. Yeah. A couple of them were like actually like point blank. And I didn't say anything to like make them feel that way. Or maybe we talked and they asked how I was and I kind of told them and they're like, but out of the blue, like two or three people sent me messages or had conversations. Like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't there for you. Or I wasn't like around, you know, and, and not that they have to say that or, but I just sensed like, Everybody is doing their own thing. And what I'm most proud of in myself this year and like hope continues because it's funny, like when you were like, oh, yeah, we're not doing spirals today. I was like, oh, dang it. I had one. <laughs> but <which was> that, <laughs> um, 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) What my spiral was here for like the first two years, I think every time we would do spiraling, it was some version of like running this ticker tape that always existed in my brain of who is upset with me and who's not texting me back, you know? And I don't do that anymore. And I don't, I didn't do that this year. Mainly it was like, yeah, nobody's texting you back. And it was just like, I knew why I think too. Like I, again, like all, like all these things, it's like, yeah, he started dating someone and he's not, you're not a priority to him. Like that's, this is a little bit like sad, but it's like, oh, that's why that friend's not around. Okay. This friend, she's so stressed about work and like her, that she doesn't have this capacity for you right now. This other friend, she has, um, you know, lost a parent like this, you know, and I just know that I'm going to, be the one able to show up for other people. And yeah, but, but also like trying to say yes to things like the thing I was saying that I was most proud of is just trying to go and participate. Even if you don't feel like it, like I was going to say, I went after working at the shop one night, I went to this show and it was so fun and I met people after and I just, you know, some nights are great. Some nights aren't, but you have to just participate and do it. And I think when my my career is in sort of a malleable place. Like I was more dependent on that stuff and I want to maybe redistribute the resources for where I get validation next year. Like this is a very, it's very telling to see how this all went this year and what I want to prioritize to next year. But yeah, I just, it's, this year's pretty undefinable because I feel like it just went by in a flash and I have so many undone projects, undone plans with people that are like, oh yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we said we'd do this. And it there is no stop to the year. Like there's no, it's not, you know, we made this up. This is capitalism. Just like any other holiday, yes. I feel like this, this particular new year, I was going to say this at the top, but I noticed, and I'm curious if you did, but this Halloween was like, basically in September, it was like full on. And I know my friends with kids, it was like, you do the corn maze in the haunted house and then it's the thing. And then you dress up seven times and like, and then November 1st, (laughs) it's Christmas. And then of course, why are we surprised when the second we finish Christmas, it's like new year, new you, like that's just every holiday has been on crack. So of course, new year is going to be as well. And honestly, it's like more of a cocoon season to, for us mm-hmm. to rest after all of that intensity. And then the spring makes so much more sense for like rebirth you, and yeah. yeah. And, and I just think that the, you know, it's, it's just made up in a way, but at the, at the end of the day, it's the way our calendar works. It's the way our society works. It's the way we judge time. So we are going to look back at this set of hours and judge them for what they, what we remember them by, but we can also, but I think I, I'm saying that to comfort it myself to be like, oh, wow, I, you didn't, you didn't do much. Like there, it wasn't the year, the year my book came out or the year I met that person or the year I had that big move or like, they're just, it was just a kind of just kind a of. A year. Yeah. But I feel like that's, that's what living is, right? Because if you did move the time bars and say started, you know, the year in April and it went April to this April or April, like things would be different. It just happens that there was nothing that you feel was of major 
note in this 12 month span, but just listening to you say all that, first of all, your self-awareness is remarkable. And I always find how introspective and honestly quite wise you are at all points. I love listening to you self-reflect because I think that it's a very easy for a lot of us to relate to different parts of what you're feeling, especially that feeling of being like, it's just, I don't know, like a kind of like, there's like a lot of things that we all start and don't finish. I think there are a lot of also tiny hard moments that we all get through on a day-to-day basis. And that in and of itself is a big deal to get through 365 days, many of which can be really difficult, especially in a year where you didn't necessarily have a huge, I mean, you always have a huge support system because so many people love you, but you know what I mean in terms of lots of people doing their own things and, and scary stuff happening with the apartment and all of, all of that stuff. I think that it's also really weird when time warps a little bit because I feel like this particular year, which I'm only thinking about now because it feels like last year, there have been a lot of health stuff. And we talked about this. I can't remember which episode we talked about it in this year, but both Katie and I have had some like, I don't know, just like health scares in our families this year. And it really does put things in perspective. And I think that was what I was trying to get at with taco too. It's like, it helped me put things in perspective this year. And I think that sometimes we all do think about how many things we accomplished in a given year or the second that January 1st hits, we start setting goals for the next year and inevitably at least feeling some sort of guilt or shame when we don't know. I don't know anybody who who has ever accomplished every single one of their goals for a year. I mean, I'm sure those people exist, but I do not personally know any of them. And it, it can feel, I don't know. Sometimes there is, there is a small victory in just living our lives. And at the end of the day, our lives are made up of the tiny mundane moments, not of like the huge wins or the low lows, because hopefully the low, like the very, very, very bad lows, hopefully are not persistent, um, but are, you know, more noticeable as, as valleys in our overall lives. And I feel like you just had a year of life. And honestly, that's just the the way that that the cookie crumbles. I was thinking about the Katie and I were talking about this in the pre-show. And there's certain things that every time January comes, I feel really guilty about because I just didn't it's less about not accomplishing things I set out to do or finishing projects and more about things I dislike about myself that I have spent another year not changing. And the example that I gave Katie was I'm a really messy person and 
I have always been messy and I always feel the need to clarify messy versus dirty. And then I'm like, why does it matter? Like it, it would be the same thing, but like, I'm just somebody who is, I imagine incredibly annoying to live with in the sense that I leave drawers and cabinets open, which is a cardinal sin. I always have a pile of clothes on my chair I take things out of the cabinet to use them and put them on the counter. And then I don't put them back when I take my shoes off. If one like falls over and like, I can't line, I don't line them up or anything. I just kind of like throw them off. I always have clothes scattered around my room and the floor of my closet. I shove things in drawers. I only ever have one sock that I I don't have any matching pairs of socks. and. It really, and I'm sure there are people, The it's funny because I feel like a lot of people who have anxiety are very neat and I am the opposite, but, and, and the number, I just, I never watched or read the life changing magic of tidying up because I knew it would just make me hate myself more. And it feels like one of those weird insurmountable things. And I often talk about it in therapy. I'm like, why, why? can't I stop being like this? And the answer is like, I, I truly have to try harder and I have to prioritize it. But I do think my messiness is a reflection of my brain. That's why they say that if you tidy up and you'll have a nice tidy brain as well. But I feel like I am so organized professionally And outside of that, and I was the same way in school, I'm just like a disaster. And every year I say I'm going to be better. And then when January rolls around and I look back and I'm like, you were not better this year. And then I have anxiety about the fact that I, you know, it's the one thing Logan and I fight about. We usually have one or two big fights about it a year because Logan is very neat. And it's so annoying to live with me. Because I'm so messy. And I always feel very self-reflective every January. And this at the end of December, right before Christmas, I did like a huge pantry cleanout. I made it so neat and organized. And I've been really conscious every morning when I take something out, like I take my tea out, or I take out a bottle of vinegar or something like or the oats. I'm like, put them back in their spot, put them back in their spot, put them back in their spot. I'm literally repeating it to myself as I take it out. And so far, the pantry is the only thing that has maintained (laughs) any sense of order in this house. But I really, it's funny because I can sit here and be like, I really want to be better about it this year. And I really hope that next year in review episode, you're like, how's the messiness? And I can say that it's gotten better, but I'm 35. And I've never made that change. And there are other things like that. And I don't have a way to neatly tie this up. I just want to acknowledge that that this is what makes me feel terrible every January is I like to do the self-reflecting. And it's so easy for me to look at some of the quote unquote failures and learn from them. For example, you know, the shirt thing or you know, last year, Patty moved on my assistant to become a full-time travel advisor and I haven't replaced her and my life has gotten significantly more chaotic 
<laughs> since I have no more assistant. And that I was like, I don't need one. I'm just going to power through. And I can look at the last four months of the year when she wasn't there and be like, oh, no, you cannot. So this year you're going to make that tweak or this is, you know, now I'm getting on a better schedule with taco because of some of the time management stuff that came up last year. And I feel like I learned from so many of the, the bad things, except there are a handful of things like the messiness ooh, ooh, or another one, the health stuff we've had, I like, it has been such a scary year on the health front in my extended family. And I keep saying to myself, you have to get your physical and you have to go to the dentist because you definitely have something wrong with one of your teeth. And I'm pretty sure I have cavities and I have to go to the dermatologist because I have a mole that looks weird and I just haven't done it. (laughs) And I didn't do it better last year and I really need to do it better this year. And I'm like, it's stuff like that where you do have an impetus for change. Like, people got sick and it was really scary. And I, I want for the funny thing is I'll make sure that Logan goes to do his health stuff because I don't want him to die on me, but I will not do my own. Anyway, I'm just rambling now about things that I wanted to change last year and did not change and and just keep doing year after year. (laughs) No, I get it. I mean, I think it's, you got to really want it and it's hard to trick our brains to be like, do that today when you're like, yeah, I know, but it doesn't really matter today. I can probably right. do it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> and, and I don't know. I, I I'm kind of like, I mean, this is a whole bigger thing with like insurance and money and like whatever. I'm just like, well, you'll, you, I try to stay on top of this, like dentist and that kind of thing. Cause I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to, who, who's gonna, if there's a big thing, like who's gonna drive me to, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I better stay on top of it. Like I, I make it kind of dire in my brain, but, and, and similarly, even with a, with a messy thing, I'm like, I have very few things in space and like, I don't cook. So that's how I managed it. I'm like, Oh, cooking too much mess. You know, like I just don't do it. And I don't, because it's like the is the juice even worth the squeeze of the mat like I which is I don't know if that's better like I don't like I think there's like a whole we all have our like some of it is like maybe we just accept it because we are the age that we are and like get the make it easier for us if we can like support ourselves in like little ways but I think like my my friend Captain told me about this thing called friend assistant where like you have someone else What's literally that? do all the things that you have been putting off and like don't want to do for yourself like that he did or two of his friends did it recently and they were like all right I'm gonna call I'm gonna do that return I'm gonna call that thing I'm gonna because you can do it for someone else like you were saying with Logan so easily but for some reason like for ourselves they just like build up and that's one of the things that I I do think like in the last year, like my executive function isn't great. I'm not like all this stuff does not come easy to me. And I would so love to, to have like a task rabbit or someone help me or with something or something. But some, sometimes I'm just like, all right, it's going to be so much worse if you don't do it. And it takes me way longer than I want to, but I do it. And like, it's just for ourselves. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do that stuff. It's on top of everything else. It's like, it's, I, I don't know. I guess I I'm think not I'm really saying try anything to... profound, but no, but I think I no, you are. And I think I'm going to, what 
I think I'm going to try to break it up into more manageable chunks because I always do the thing where I start the project and I regret it immediately because it was too much. So instead of, you know, cleaning my whole closet, I'm like, today you're going to clean your t-shirts. Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe, maybe I do not have high expectations for myself but i'm hoping that maybe that works i also think there are certain things like friend assistant there are there is such a thing as a professional organizer and obviously i struggle with the thought of like paying someone to organize my stuff but in the long run i mean the value of that service could potentially be life-changing so i don't know i'm thinking about it (laughs) yeah i think for you like i don't know as i was hearing you like say this earlier and now i'm just like dude i don't feel guilty about just outsource all this it's okay like you have you're not messy you're busy as they say in francis ha like i think if i would just be like i and i know it's like hard and that's a whole nother thing that you have to like more work now for less work later same with like hiring your assistant and stuff but i think yeah like sometimes it's just like maybe there there are people who do it better than i do you know even like when i was house sitting i had a there was a house cleaner who came at one of the places and i was like this wow. takes me all day. And like, it's, I don't do she it as it well. So <laughs> I don't even own a vacuum. Like I, no, you know. and I, I think you're right. I think it is like a weird guilt thing where I feel guilty about outsourcing certain things. And I think it really, honestly, and this is not really part of your interview, but I actually, a big part of my year this year was panicking about having kids or not having kids or having kids or not having kids. And we've touched on this in the past, but that was a really defining thing of this year for me. And on, you know, on top of getting taco. And I think there's a weird societal, uh, like patriarchal thing that I've internalized that, I should be able to do all domestic things myself, especially because I do, I'm a woman. I do not have children. Do you know what I mean? Like I should be able to clean my house myself and organize everything perfectly and do whatever. And it's like, I don't think people would have the same expectations of a man, but then I'm also like, if it's going to take me like two full working days to organize my closet when I could be using that time to be doing work that makes me money, then it would make sense to outsource that. Right. Totally. Or, or even like, I don't even think it's that Serena for you. Like, I think it's this let's, let's say for the sake of argument, you and Logan had the same or it doesn't have to be, let's say you're a lawyer or work yeah. in finance or something. And you had to go yeah. to the office every single day and you had to commute. Yeah. Like, of yeah. course you would have a house cleaner. Of course yeah. you would have a house manager and assistant and a, like, there's no way it's only because your job is like a, at your, and you make it look so easy, which I know it's not like I, and I know you love it. And, you know, but I, I know so many of my friends here who are, around your or my age in their early mid thirties who have no pets or maybe they have a pet, but have no, uh, partner or children and they have house, uh, someone come clean their house. Like, and they don't, and they work from home. Like I, I know several people and 
I think it's just like sometimes outsourcing is you just have to, I don't know. And I'm also kind of like, I, maybe I should do it. Like it, it all just, maybe I should clean houses. Maybe that will be my next job. I don't know, man. I just think it's like, I think about it is such a distraction work. Like I really have trouble working from home when I don't, you know, and I think I have a different thing where like, my thing is like more OCD of like, my, my natural is to have the closed chair and to have the, like everything at, like I do that too. And then I like spend all of my energy being like, you are disgusting. Like put like, <laughs> and I like make myself like, you know, because, and then I don't, and then I'm like, okay, now it's too late to work. You know, like you put all your energy <laughs> and like, that's not good either. So it's like, no, everything's a trade-off. <laughs> it is a trade. And, but I, it's sort of the needle list concept where I think that my persistent mess, my persistent mess is like, it never gets checked off the needle list. So other things, I get that relief when I send the text or the email or go return the packages or whatever, but there's just too much cleaning to be done at this point. Um, and like we, I mean, not cleaning. It's it's not really cleaning. It's organizing, and yeah. like we do have somebody who comes once a week to 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 clean the house, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but because like that that I mean, I would I would be divorced. <laughs> but the the like organization element, and I am somebody too where. It is kind of funny in the sense that Logan will be like, where is that thing? I'm like, oh, it's in like the second pile on the left on the desk. You know what I mean? But it's it's just it is terrible for my anxiety. And yet I just it's the one thing that I just I can't seem to get over. But maybe maybe 2023 will be my year. I do think um, what. I, I mean, I know that we just talked about sort of overarching things or non-overarching things, but I do, I did like that you said that you are, I mean, you should be proud of yourself for just another year of showing up, doing a job creatively, taking care of yourself, staying alive, all of the important things, but are there other even silly things that you're really proud of in 2022? Because I have some for you if you don't have any for yourself, but I'm curious. Oh, great. I think yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I do think, first of all, everybody, Katie works. She, you've heard her talk about the shop on here, but Katie's like Instagram stories when she's at the shop are very good and entertaining. And I keep telling her that she should be doing more of those on her personal account because people want to see them. Um, but also 2023, she, watch out. 2023, but she I'm also an did a stint. Katie uh, would be an amazing influencer. And I keep telling her that she should lean in, <laughs> but she also did a stint as we were joking about being a stint as a shoe salesman, but I also think that Katie would be like the best 
person to if you came into a store and were casually looking at shoes and Katie would be your best friend instantaneously. And I just think that you have such a way with people. And you did have, I mean, you had Joshua Jackson on your podcast in 2022. Are you kidding me? That was last year. I'm so sorry. Was that 2021? Uh, yeah. I mean, it came out the first, <sighs> it was the first episode of 2022 that it came out. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's what I said. It was recorded in 2021. <laughs> irrelevant? Irrelevant. Okay. Okay. We'll um, take it. We will take but, it. But you just were like in the Norma Kamali episode from this year. I mean, like you have absurd people on your podcast and the fact that you've been doing it for almost 10 years is wild and so impressive and cool. I also think that you have like, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like you've been more excited about like your personal style this year. Oh, thanks. And I think that's cool to see and fun. And you've taken care of so many animals. I mean, I can't even <laughs> take care of one animal. So I do think that's something to be incredibly proud of. Um, and you feng shuied your apartment. And I think that's awesome too. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, that was, that was lovely. That was a really <laughs> lovely. Also, wait, can I tell everybody something to do that I think is amazing? And so yeah, of course. like, so we do, you know, high, higher, highest here. That was taught. I mean, people have obviously been doing versions of this forever and ever, but the cons like calling it high, higher, highest was something that was brought to us by our friends, John and Julia on a trip. I want, I guess like five, I mean, before this podcast, five years ago, maybe. Um, and we would do it every night at dinner, the four of us. And then we did it for the new year as well. Like we did it on new year's Eve. And so we've been doing that every year since then. And we went on a trip with two friends this year and we did the same thing. But in addition to doing high, higher, highest for the year, I had everybody go around and say like, so there were four, well, there were four of us and every person had to go around and say something that they were proud of the other like the proud of for each person at the table. And when we sat down at dinner, I was like, all right, everybody has to do their high, higher, highest of the year. And then I want to go around and we're going to say one thing that we're really proud of each person for doing in 2022. And everybody was started laughing and rolling their eyes and being like, Oh, like you, like we, and, and they, I will say people were not into it because it felt stressful. Right. When we sat down, it ended up being the best thing we did all trip and everybody felt so good and happy Aww. because they were getting three, people giving like dissertations on things that they were proud of that person for doing and like everybody felt so great and fluffed up and I cannot recommend doing it enough even if it's just with your partner because I feel like sometimes you don't sit and just talk about the ways you're proud of them but do it with friends if you have you know a dinner party or anything it does not have to be related to the new year but I do think if you do something this month um it can be really fun and lovely. And yeah. it was like such a happy thing. And it, it just, it really, it made New Year's. I usually am not a huge fan of New Year's Eve, but it made it such a good New Year's Eve. And I just, I highly recommend. Oh, that's so earnest and sweet. And yeah, it, it is really true. I mean, we all want to feel seen and understood and to have someone see something that you did and acknowledge it back to you. I think especially if you don't have 
a boss telling you like, good job, or you don't have markers yes. of success from the outside. Like we, we all need validation and some in more doses than others, but that's, that's really good. And I'm so proud of you, Serena. You've done so much this year, like coming to do Access Hollywood a couple of times. And of course, the things you already said of like navigating taco and the shirts and just every, everything, like there's been so much change that you've had to just sort of roll with and serenity prayer of like, accept what you can, you know, change what you can and know the difference. Like you've really done well with that. And, and then just like continuing with your Instagram and like going into realms that like aren't cooking. Like I think this was taco being a creative constraint or just a, you know, divine intervention. Do you do yeah. things that you wouldn't have <laughs> previously done or, or allowed yourself for your niche to expand? Like, I think that's really cool. And I'm, I'm really proud of so many things that you did this year and that we kept doing this podcast and yeah. Yeah. It's I'm proud I'm pr you guys. Okay. I'm sorry that this this season of spiraling was not necessarily as um how do we want to say uh predictable on the release front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did our best. Well, I think it came out every other week for on the day it was mentioned for a for, bit. I yeah. think so. I'm sorry. Um, we that's took some breaks. <laughs> that is not remotely your fault. We, but we've always said that we wanted to keep this project f feeling good and for it to never be a source of anxiety. So we really do our best to stick it to that. Oh, but I, I do say we have to keep it. We realize that we're not great at keeping it tight, and we do want to keep this tight. But one thing I am curious about is do you think that overall sense of anxiety in 2022 like terrible i was just thinking about mine because i feel like 2022 for me was one of those high stress low anxiety years so mm -hmm. it's actually a pretty good year on the anxiety front i only had I think I only had like two borderline panic attacks and I felt like my generalized anxiety was a lot better that's great that's such yeah. a win that's such a Feels win, like a win. <laughs> yeah that's great um I mean I I didn't even have I will say like I'm gonna start keeping track now I I mean I think my, one of my things last year in like 2021 in Sag Harbor, I used to get out of bed a lot and have to go down and we have a range here, like a range stove that's really old. It's an industrial stove and it has eight burners and, and two ovens. And I, I was always afraid that there was like one on, like just one knob kind of turned yeah. And that has happened before. So I used to get out of bed regularly at night and go downstairs and check. And I feel like now with Taco, I, I'm too tired and I don't, I just sleep and don't think about it as much. Um, I remember but, you telling me that. About that yeah, it was terrible. And like the sat, the, the messed up thing is that a few times, like one of the knobs was in fact, like actually not turned all the way off. So it just exacerbates that anxiety. But yeah. 
regardless, it was a lower anxiety year overall. And I will take those wins where I can get them. Yeah, that's great. I think- Oh, and I started mixing up my workouts and I think that helped oh, my anxiety yeah. too. That's I started great. doing like some sweatier workouts. Yeah, I love that. Love yeah. that for you. Yeah, lots of things. Um, how did you feel like yours was overall? Well, I I didn't have the stress really at all. So left lots of space for anxiety, but I wasn't super anxious. It was just, you know, I mean, you can kind of sense it from when all when we recorded this of like my each of my spirals were for the most part you know, there was like the tiny little friend thing here and there. I was like, oh man, that conversation or that this or that like tiny thing. But there wasn't any huge thing. There wasn't any like spiraling about how someone feels about me. You know, like that is a that is kind of my version of what you were saying of like something that typically has really spun me out. And I didn't have any of that this year, but it was also kind of because I, I just stayed in a little box and I there were and also there were things that happened but I think I've just been honestly like pretty low so I'm just like all right well there's just another one you know and then yeah there's just been sort of like a low level of anxiety of just sort of existential like okay this is fine right now but like how it was okay for these last three years but time is moving so fast and what are you gonna like just like and and that's tough because it's not a very easy spot to make progress and change and like actually change those things about that are happening. So I think upon reflection on, on the last year this week, which this doesn't count for, for this is 2023 technically when this has been happening, but I've been having like physical anxiety, which I don't usually get just feeling like I'm going to cry and, um, want to throw up and feel ill and like panic attacks and just like not feeling which I never really have ever. Like I've had like two and this week I just am like, you know, not, yeah, just feeling a bit like, yeah, I just have to be my own support system and like keep going. And it's just funny, like, but little things help so much, even just like a friend being like, I like you or texting me back, you know, can, and I'm trying to focus on like what is working because it distracts me from what isn't. And, and I just got to like manage my emotions to keep moving forward. Like, Oh God, I sound like it's this like so bleak, but you know, it's no, (laughs) it's true. And I feel like this is, we all go through periods like this and it really is one of those sort of just keep swimming scenarios, but I'm sorry about the physical anxiety because that sucks and it is the absolute worst feeling in the world. So just thanks. It's okay. It's temporary, but it sucks. Yeah. It's gonna all be fine. And now next year I I'll tell you how much this has yes. improved. <laughs> that will make me very happy. Um all right. Well what do we do now? We we disclaim we disclaim. Oh my gosh. I, I try not to yawn through the disclaimer. Oh my god. Thank you also, for being everyone, here. Thank you for doing this with me, yes. Serena. Thank you for this is my favorite. And not just because it's my well, now it's not my only collaborative project. Yeah. I'm telling you. Oh great. Um <laughs> but Take that. also harder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
to everyone listening, thank you for being with us this year. We still have one episode left of this season. Um, yeah. And, or maybe is it two? We have two. Well, whatever. We have two. Um, so thank you all for being with us thus far. Happy New Year. Whether your past year was a meh kind of year or a big one or a really terrible one. Um, we appreciate you all and we love you and we are grateful for this little tiny little spiraling fan that we've built over the years. Um, it's the best. It really is. And I, yeah, I love you so much, Serena and all of you. Love you. And Brie, like Brie saved the podcast. Oh, Brie. She really did. We love you too, Brie. Yeah. She's incredible. And I, I'm so happy that my friend Brie edits the show and has edited it every week and stepped in when we really needed someone. And I'll, that is the my biggest high of this year. So, yeah, huge you, shout Brie. out to her. Okay. Um, disclaimer. Oh, right. We got to do it. Are we doctors? <laughs> we are absolutely not doctors. As you may have gleaned from this discussion, we are not experts of any kind. We are just two friends talking about our experiences with anxiety. Yes. And if you are feeling similarly to either of us with anxiety, we highly suggest therapy. We really love it. (laughs) We absolutely do. And remember, if you're spiraling, you are not alone. You are not weird or damaged or crazy. And you don't owe anyone an explanation for your mental health. And we love you. you. Bye.